idea of God's fatherhood has always been of great interest to many people throughout centuries. However, the knowledge about God being the Father mainly has been drawn from the New Testament in relation to Jesus, who as Son reveals the character of God the Father. The Father-God motif in the Old Testament and in the later Jewish writings has been deemed to be insignificant for a long time. So, was the Father-God a prominent theme in the Old Testament? If God is the Father, does it mean that He lacks motherly characteristics? How is the fatherhood of God in the Old Testament different in comparison to the Trinitarian or Christological understanding in the New Testament? Is it even a topic worth speaking about? There are only 15 instances where God is designated as Father in the Old Testament that are rather spread out throughout different books of the Old Testament. Deuteronomy, Samuel, Chronicles, Psalms, Proverbs. This amount of references may suggest that the idea of the Old Testament is not prominent. However, God is described as the creator of the universe, as the giver of life, thus as the father of all people. But most of the time, the Old Testament describes the relationship between God and Israel as father-son relationship, where Israel is referred to as son or child, implicitly making God their father. God as father is described not only in relation to Israel as a whole nation, but also uh, of the King David and his offspring as representative of Israel. The idea of God being in relationship to his people also emerges in the meaning of Israelites' personal names. For example, Samuel gives the name to his firstborn son, Joel, or Yoel, which means the Lord is God. God is also presented like a loving parent, embracing fatherly and motherly characteristics through a comparison to a woman nursing her child, Isaiah 49, verses 14 to 16. Well, the concept may seem to be broad, however, First of all, in the Old Testament, it is closely related to Israel. When God calls Israel out of slavery in Egypt, he becomes like a father to it. Israel becomes his son. God liberates and stands for his people, rescuing them from their woes, thus acting like a loving father. Secondly, the idea of God the Father is developed in reference to his redeeming activity. It is when God delivers Israel out of slavery, he calls them son. God is the father and redeemer of Israel in the Exodus stories and in the subsequent centuries. In fact, several times the term father for God appears together with the redeemer. This relationship between God and Israel is sealed by the covenant that underlines God's faithfulness and prescribes Israel's obedience. 
God's purpose for Israel, for making it special, holy nation, like a son, is far-reaching. His son Israel is to be obedient to God, to serve him, to be the light to the nations, and to proclaim his name in all the earth. God as Father and Redeemer is understood in terms of his own righteousness. Israel's history, recorded in the Old Testament, remains the story of unfaithfulness and rebellion. When the Old Testament prophets talk about the faithfulness of God, they also point to the fact that Israel, as son, is not obedient to the will of the Father, does not live in uprightness and righteousness before God, and does not serve as light to other nations. As the disobedience continues, the Old Testament writers express hope for the future fulfillment of the promised restoration and address God as Father in prayers for deliverance. The promise of the Old Testament is that God the Father will have mercy and bring His Son Israel home from exile, whether metaphorical or physical. He will renew His relationship with His people. Psalms and prophets connect God's redeeming activity from exile with God's forgiveness of Israel's sin and from the effects of its sinfulness. Some texts emphasize that God as Father will renew His promise to those who fear Him and who value His name, Micah 7.18. Some texts point out that God as Father will continue acting through his son, the Davidic descendant, king, who will raise the new king, his anointed one, for example, Psalm 2 and 89. God is also expected to act in Israel's life in the future on the same basis of his righteousness and faithfulness to Israel in front of all the other nations to whom they are supposed to be the light. This is the background for the New Testament writers who seek to ground their gospel stories in Israel's sacred texts. The New Testament writers argue that God's promises finally find their fulfillment and realization in Christ, God's Son, revealing the heart of the Father to Israel and all the nations. Music